News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook. Welcome to the show. You say budget, I say no thanks. The idea of budgeting makes me picture a flat, grey world where I'm trapped in the house in worn-out clothes, sadly watching my friends outside having fun without me. To say that budgeting has an image problem is like saying Donald Trump can be a bit impulsive sometimes. The thing is, it's necessary. New Zealanders have hit record levels of debt, with $237 billion in housing debt and $15 billion in consumer debt as of June. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't have a budget and stick to it. The Commission for Financial Capability recently released their survey on people's attitudes to debt. They found some pretty interesting results. First was that a third of people felt they worked hard, so deserved to spend their money. Fair enough. But that also backfired with half of the people surveyed saying they had debt, and it worried them. The thing is, it actually doesn't need to be that way. Sticking to a budget can be an adjustment, for sure. But you can do it and still do the things you enjoy, without the niggling worry of growing debt at the back of your mind. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Retirement Commissioner Diane Maxwell. Now, the organisation you lead, the Commission for Financial Capability, has released this survey about people's attitudes to money. And I think it showed something really interesting where people didn't necessarily like the word budget, but they also didn't like having debt. But if we don't budget... Is it pretty likely we're going to get into trouble and get into debt? Well, look, you know, the, I keep saying the thing about debt is it means different things to different people. And mm. ultimately, for some people, debt is their friend because it enables them to buy a house, to buy a car, to build a business and to do renovations and do things that eventually build their wealth. And I use the word wealth in the sense of well-being, not extreme wealth in yachts and Lamborghinis. Um, for other people, debt is a very different beast and it is truly a monkey on their back and it is the thing they turn to when they're not making ends meet, when something comes up unexpectedly and they don't have uh, buffer savings. And so that's when things go horribly wrong because when you call on debt quickly, you get expensive debt uh, and often the thing you're paying for isn't an asset that grows, you know. So you mm. end up owing more money than you have and with nothing to show for it. So, the, sorry, that's a very long-winded way of saying uh, <laughs> that it is, you know, you, you say the word debt to some people and they're going, oh, yeah, that's right, I got a mortgage, I borrowed to buy a car, but the car gets me to work, it gets the kids to school, it's all good, and I got a bit of money racked up for some renovations and other stuff, fine. Everybody's comfortable, they're probably borrowing at 4.5%, maybe 10%, and then you say debt to other people and you can just see, you know, it, there's a knot in their stomach and... Um, you know, a shadow passes over them and, and they might be carrying debt. They might be paying 20%, 30%, 40% interest. And mm. so really all they're doing is paying the interest off. They're not even paying the principal. And that can just go on for years and years. It doesn't, yeah. sorry, it's not very uplifting, is it? I'll try, <laughs> I'll try and find a more uplifting yarn in a minute, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're starting on a low note. Don't worry, we're getting towards it'll, it'll the get, higher It'll notes. get better. It'll get more positive. <laughs> So, okay, so just to stay with the low note for a tick, what sort of mm. things have you seen that suck people into this bad debt? Oh, 
Now, you see, the problem is you can kind of get your hands on it just about any time and mm. through payday lenders and second and third tier lenders. So the issue is uh, if we can get our hands on it, we spend it. And so we may get a flat screen TV, an additional couch. Um, we may buy a more expensive car than we can afford, uh, holiday, um, sparkle, uh all sorts of stuff, gadgets. Um, I've spoken to people who've gone into debt to buy perfume uh, at $130 when it was $30 up the road, but they went into a truck shop and bought $130 perfume. So it's lots often. It's stuff. It's just stuff. And we can get our hands on it, and we kind of want it. Um, so we get it. And, and part of this actually is we look around us and we look on Facebook and social media and TV and everybody seems to have so much stuff and we feel as though we should have it too. Um, so sometimes we just reach out and borrow and buy. Uh, and then, you know, the thing is, and I know this is really corny, it is corny, but it's true is that our grandparents did it the other way around. They saved and then they bought. And the thing about that, and you know, your listeners might have heard me say this before, is that the time you took saving, you made your mind up about how badly you wanted it. And sometimes by the time you've saved for it, you've worked out it's not the thing you need that badly and you make different decisions. Whereas if you walk straight in, credit's available, have it now, it's your heart's desire. In that moment, you want it so bad. And you get it and you take it home. You don't even have time to work out how badly you wanted it or needed it. So, um, yeah, easily available credit. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say um, I have I have actually cut myself off from credit cards and I don't have one. My husband does. So yeah, yeah. that means I can still get whatever I want if I really yeah. want it. But um, – I'm well aware that he's going to see the bill and there might be yeah. a little bit of judgment yeah. if it's something I know. truly well, stupid. You know, but by the time you're hiding your purchases from your partner, something's yeah. gone wrong. And we all exactly. do it. You know, we did a survey that showed that too, that people do hide stuff from their partner or they say it was half the price that it actually was. But, you know, the thing about a credit card is it's a really good vehicle if you're incredibly disciplined. If you spend on it, you get 55 days or however much it is, interest-free money but you have to pay down that amount that you spent in within that period and then you don't pay interest. If you are, are incredibly disciplined and you manage that card right, fantastic. But for many people, it's too easy to say, oh, man, I tell you what, I'll just pay a bit and then I'll spend a bit more and I'll just pay a mm. bit and then the whole thing slides. Yeah, and it goes out of control. It snowballs and, and, so and, fast. And then people consolidate the debt. So one of the things I've seen is people end up with maybe five little pots of debt. It's a frustrating. They're different rates of interest. And they say, I'm going to consolidate it. And some helpful financial services provider says, hey, let's consolidate it for you. Now, if you're a debt junkie and you've got a problem, then what you'll do is you'll consolidate it. And then, slowly but surely, you will fill up those five channels of debt Again, oh, so no. you know, I've talked to people who had sort of eighteen, twenty thousand dollars worth of debt. They consolidated, and then they racked up another eighteen to twenty across those channels. Um, so they ended up with forty grand of debt. And Ooh. yeah, you'd be surprised at the number of people who've got a, a good forty thousand sitting there and nothing against it. I mean, literally nothing against it. Not a car, nothing. It's just pure consumer debt. It is stuff. It's it's stuff. 
stuff we needed, stuff we bought, stuff we wanted. Um, and look, I, I, you know, I'm not sitting here as some, um, some saintly version of myself. Uh, I, I too, (laughs) I too have done this and, uh, there's nothing like regret to give you indigestion, like a kind of financial indigestion. Um, and you sit there pondering on earth, you did it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think um, if you're getting to the point, like you mentioned before, hiding from your partner or saying it costs less than it did, you don't feel good about that anymore. That's not a purchase you're enjoying. What is is the point? It's making you feel nauseous. Yeah, but they may not understand the true value. I bought a shirt the other day, which was $199. Now, I think it was worth $199, (laughs) but my partner found the price tag in the bin. I did say to him, why were you looking? But he was just putting the rubbish out and there it was. It fell on the ground. Now, he thought $199 was way too much for a shirt. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, it was my money, my credit card, my problem. But uh, in his head, that was an insane amount of money for a shirt. But for me, I thought that was reasonable, you know, kind of beautiful shirt. What do they say cost per wear? <laughs> well, You're going to exactly. wear it a lot. No. That, that's exactly <laughs> what I said to him. can justify. I said to him, that shirt is going to last me four to five years, so it'll be $40 a year per wear, and that, frankly, is a bargain. In fact, that's it should have cost me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, the things that have caught me out in the past are um, clothes. I love having nice clothes. And going out for brunch or dinner. I mean, these are very typical. I'm probably going to get mail saying you're such a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I had a tip from a friend who said to me, you don't have to budget and feel like you're deprived. Rotate what you cut back on each month. So maybe one month, don't buy any clothes, but you can go out within reason. And then the next month, Go on a little bit of a social diet, you know, but you can buy some clothes. A lot of it's self-awareness. Say to yourself, Mm. what do I love? What do I really love? And then don't give that up. I love sitting in a cafe with a glass of wine and talking to a friend. I, I, you know, I love it. It feels good. Don't give up the stuff you love. But then there's other stuff I do where I buy a second cup of coffee. I don't even want it. You know, there's things Mm. I buy that are just a waste. So work out what you truly, truly love and work out where the wastage is. The other thing I've done, and this might sound silly, but just bear with me. I package up some of my clothes, put them in a suitcase and put them away. And then I open it up again a couple of months later and I go, wow, look at all this new stuff. And um, it's like toys with kids. So, you know, the fine little games you play with yourself, you know, play, just get smart on it and say to yourself, I don't want to lose all this money out the door. What, what can I do to hold on to more money and have less go out the door? Oh, exactly. And even if you, like you say, what are you enjoying? Maybe you write it all down for a week and then look at it and say, how much did I enjoy all of this? Yeah. And I mean, sometimes you go out for dinner, you overeat, then you have dessert, then you have an extra glass of wine and you think, you know what, I could really have stopped without the dessert. And, you know, and that's another $14, $15 or something. So, but you love going out for dinner, fine, do that. But just, you know, stop halfway. Don't, don't go the full Monty and, um, uh, you know, there's just ways of still doing your fun things, still enjoying stuff, um, but not spending so much. And exactly. the, the other thing to remember just briefly is we want we still want people to spend because that's part of GDP growth. That's part of an economy. You know, people get paid to make the stuff we buy. They get paid to sell it. And so, you know, we're not saying everybody should stop buying stuff. It's just when things get out of balance and you owe so much 
but you can't mm. sleep and you have a knot in the pit of your stomach, that's that terrible point that you've got to where things don't feel good. And, and that's the that's what we want to avoid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think the other thing as well is thinking creatively about why you enjoy the things you yeah, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> because again, you know, going out for brunch and dinner, I love that. Actually, what I like is getting out of the house, yeah. hanging out with people I That's like, right. and having delicious things delivered That's right. to me. But you know what we do now? We were going to go out at the weekend, and by the time we all go out and have breakfast, there's four of us, you know, it's a mm. lot of money. So I made pancakes at home. What is it? Flour and milk and an egg. It's cheap as chips. Sprinkle mm. lemon on it. I made pancakes at home, and then we went out and had a coffee. And so we still sat in a cafe. Exactly. We had a good time together. We enjoyed it, but it was under $20 instead of 50 or $60. So... You know, there's just ways of still having fun, still doing what you want to do. But some of it's pride. Uh, you know, I my guys at the office laugh at me because I bought a $25 pack of mince pies because <laughs> someone was standing beside me that I knew. And when I went to pay for it and I realized it was a $25 pack of mince pies, I was too embarrassed to say, really? I don't think <laughs> I need those. I was too embarrassed. So I paid $25 for mince pies because I didn't want to... I hope they were delicious. <laughs> I, you know, they seriously weren't. And so I didn't want to feel like a stinge. And so I paid. But in reality, I should have taken a deep breath and said, actually, thank you on balance, <laughs> on reflection. I don't need them that badly. But I was yeah. embarrassed. And some of what we spend actually is... To we spend money we don't have to impress people we don't even like, um, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah, I've always found the people that I feel like I need to spend money to keep up with are people I'm not in touch with a year later. <laughs> I don't particularly like them. Well, Why but, am I doing this? So if, if people are listening and they're people who go out and they buy rounds of drinks for everybody, and often those are spenders, and that's who you are and that's how you are socially, you're the one who pulls out the card and buys a round of drinks and it's all fun and everything. If you're that person, it's actually really hard to stop being that person. But you know what? Just one time, don't be the one who always reaches for your card. Let someone else do it. A, because you'll work out pretty quickly who your true friends are. And B, you know, you can be the person who, who doesn't have to do that all the time. And just work out who's around you that matters. But people do say that they they're the one who always does the spending and that's how they feel that they, I don't know, and some of the friendships. So challenge yourself on that one. Mm, I would hope that your friends would like you for you, yeah. not the drinks you buy. Absolutely. Hopefully. All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, that's, that's Retirement great. Commissioner Diane Maxwell. If you have a question about this podcast or a suggestion for what you'd like in the future, do come and talk to me online. I'm Francis Cook, journalist on Facebook and Francis Cook on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or iHeartRadio to make sure you never miss a money tip. And if you wanted to leave me a five-star review, I'd think you were great. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.